The following episode contains material of a graphic nature and coarse language. Listener discretion is advised. In the wake of World War II, the U.S. government is engaged in a large number of secret medical experiments designed to help win the Cold War. Developing techniques for mind control to create a so-called Manchurian candidate. What is the extent of these brainwashing experiments? How did the CIA become involved in such far-reaching and disturbing research? In May 1953, Scientists at Porton Down are researching one of the most lethal nerve agents known to man, sarin. The experiments are conducted on military volunteers, but the young servicemen have no idea what they are letting themselves in for. The Defense Commission of these four murders over a 10-day period is one of the worst killing sprees in the history of this state. Skin them sometimes, uh, slit them, slit them all the way open. Uh. I'm here looking for the spirits of anybody that still remains. I have a device in my hand. If you would like to talk to it, please come forward. Tell me your story. Maybe I should have killed four or five hundred people. Then I would have felt better. Then when I felt like I really offered society something. You are listening to Serial Spirits, the podcast. Welcome back to another episode of Serial Spirits, the podcast. It is me, your host, Brendan Shea. And joining me today is the beautiful, the handsome... Russ Ryan. Hey, Shea Bay. Oh, my goodness. It's not weebs. Okay. Sorry, do I get to steal her line? Oh, yeah. No, yeah, that's perfectly fine. Like, uh, Annie is actually, she's feeling eight months pregnant this week, so she couldn't Mm. be on board to uh, hang out with me tonight and cover this very strange I don't know I don't want to call it strange it's it's bizarre this bizarre part of history that people talk about and conspiracy theorists talk about but I I just want to bring it out there too for all our listeners who are crime fans and paranormal fans to get a little glimpse of what our government actually does behind the scenes so Russ how are you doing tonight oh I'm doing great and I'm doing great and yeah I can't wait to talk about MK Ultra because you know, yeah, it you can call it strange and weird, but the weirdest part is that it is confirmed and real. It's like a little bit beyond conspiracy theory from what we know now. So, and it's yeah, it's so much weird stuff going on with it. Now, I was always interested in this phenomenon, but like I never really dug deep into it too much till I saw the documentary on Netflix called Wormwood. Now, I don't know if you're familiar with this, but I was very very intrigued by it and we're going to talk a little bit about it later on. But, I mean, have you seen it? Have you seen Wormwood on Netflix? I have not seen Wormwood. No, I've seen quite a bit about MKUltra, but I haven't seen that one. I recommend Wormwood. Is that it's... the one that is the son of the um, son of the man who ran it, uh, speaking about it? 
No, he is the son of somebody who was murdered or believed to commit suicide because he was being experimented on. But they dig deep into it and they open up the whole can of worms of when it was exposed. But it's his son, Dr. Frank Olson's son, Eric. And he like, you know, kind of talks about his investigating his father's suicide slash murder so it's it's really intriguing and the cool thing about it is and we'll talk more about it is that it's more like a docudrama because they have uh real-time like a-list actors playing the characters and then it goes back to a documentary and then it'll go to like you know parts of the story that they're retelling and they're reenacting it it's pretty sweet yeah, it sounds great. See, uh, unfortunately for my show, I always end up just watching the worst documentaries uh, out there. So that's really all I have time for, unfortunately. But this sounds like a nice break from something like Blackwell Ghost and ridiculous stuff. Yeah, so for people who don't know Russ Ryan, he's been on our show before. Uh, we've talked a few times, but he is the host of the Unbelievers podcast. So, Yes, that's right. Yes, thanks. Oh, sorry, I wasn't trying to get a plug in there. But oh, I do think about away. my viewing habits because because I do love... Uh, of course, all all documentaries and good stuff like this, but we are just stuck in a rut where I'm just end up watching all this terrible stuff. But I I do really want to watch this. It's it's good, and I recommend it. So we are going to talk about MK Ultra. This is the story of a 30-year search by U.S. intelligence agencies to perfect mind control. Some of those engaged in that search have agreed to talk about it for the first time. One said, I think every last one of us felt sorry to attempt this kind of thing. We knew we were crossing the line. The search would be endless. From brothels, an agent says, we learned a lot about human nature in the bedroom to the mystical rites of a magical mushroom ceremony performed by an Indian shaman, to a Spanish bull ring. The bull has had electrodes implanted in the brain and is controlled by a scientist. There would be victims. Oh, just... <coughs> One intelligence agency tried to peel this man's mind back to reveal its deepest secrets. So yeah, we are talking today about MK Ultra, and as Russ said at the beginning of the episode, it is documented that this actually happened, and we're going to get into a bit of the history, and we're going to give you our take on the simple fact that you have a government that's supposed to, it's sworn to protect you, and there are sects of that government that are experimenting on innocent people, and that is a frightening, frightening thought. Yeah, and I think the thought, I mean, probably goes down deep to people feeling that this was, in a way, helping to protect us by being able... I mean, this was all done just as, you know, coming out of World War II and the Cold War as an attempt to out Russian spies by making truth serums and just mind control and just anything that any advantage they could get of things that they inherited from, you know, Nazi scientists and whatnot to do stuff like that and that in that clip all right can we talk about the uh the bulls being controlled by remote control i read that they did they had they've done that to dogs too that is very well documented that they were able to make like remote control I have a animals part that i want to get into and it it very much involves you uh talking about a certain video you received years ago and we're going to get into that because I, I i actually noted that here on my notes that i want to talk about something with you yeah that involves uh russian 
videotaped archive videos. So, but let's get into the the little history about MK Ultra. Uh, MK Ultra, also called the CIA Mind Control Program, is the code name given to a program of experiments on human subjects that were designed and undertaken by the CIA, and which were at times illegal. Experiments on humans were intended to identify and develop drugs and procedures to be used in interrogations in order to break down or weaken a person and try to force confessions through, quote-unquote, mind control. The project was organized through the Office of Scientific Intelligence of the CIA and coordinated with the U.S. Army Biological Warfare Labs. The code names they had for drug-related experiments were Project Bluebird and Artichoke. The whole operation started, or officially sanctioned, in 1953. It was reduced in scope in 1964 and was recorded to be decommissioned in 1973. Why? Well... Because in my opinion, they were busted because of their tactics and testing. I mean, they were testing on uh, innocent people in the United States and in Canada. Yeah, it took like a presidential commission to almost get it to stop. But it's also, it's so deeply dark, cloak and dagger CIA stuff that you have to think, you know, this stuff still went on. They just had to, you know, go underground, do different stuff. They're, they didn't just throw all that stuff away. They worked on this for decades. One of the most infamous methods they used is uh, in this program was the surreptitious administration of high doses of psychoactive drugs such as lsd they would also use electroshock therapy hypnosis sensory deprivation isolation verbal and sexual abuse and other forms of torture now you heard like all the (laughs) sexual abuse they use sexual abuse as part of this like that's pretty messed up i mean yeah, it was, uh, I mean, a lot of it, what was it, they're trying to, you know, it, basically, uh, there was a whole sex slave department, right? Project Monarch, which might be one of the more well-known, you know, aspects of the whole thing, you know, a lot of movies and stuff based on that. But yeah, and, you know, people like, what, what's her name, uh, Kathy O'Brien? Yeah, and see, you know, when when you hear about all this stuff, when I read the sexual abuse thing and, and the Project Monarch, what you were talking about, I thought to myself, you know, maybe... And, and, and this is going out there, and maybe this lends to the credibility of a conspiracy theory. And this is no offense to anybody who was involved with Jeffrey Epstein, but did he maybe have something to do with that, being it was like, you know, he had some kind of sex ring going on or something like that? Could this have been some government thing, and maybe that's why he's no longer breathing? I mean... Well, I mean, the government seems so involved with it already, just with, you know... I mean, think, yeah, we're not going to know. They, they made him go away. It's, uh, yeah... Yeah, Jeffrey Epstein didn't kill himself. Yeah, we're going to keep putting that out there as a PSA. Actually, I was on <laughs> Annie's show the other day, and we were talking about this this uh, cold case that happened years ago. And at the very end, she's like, do you have anything you want to say? And I said, yeah, I just want to put a PSA out there. F- Epstein didn't kill himself. <laughs> so <laughs> that wasn't a plug for that. That wasn't a plug for that. But I mean, it just kind of like I thought about that, and I'm like, man, you know, it's just kind of weird. Yeah, you can say because of all the people involved with this whole thing with Epstein, it could just be he had all these clients that were so, you know, well known. But I don't know. Could be MK Ultra because, like you said, it didn't go away. No, and it, it seems to have the same kind of fingerprints. Like all these just people that have been abducted and disappeared and just live in these rings and are essentially uh, brainwashed in, into uh, into these lives. So let's get into a little bit of the scope of MK Ultra. Uh, it was very it was very broad research undertaken at 80 institutions, including colleges, 
universities, hospitals, prisons, and pharmaceutical companies. The CIA, of course, would operate through these institutions using front organizations, although in some cases top officials were aware uh, that these experiments were going on. <laughs> yeah, these front organizations, like what, MK Pizza? <laughs> MK Ultra was first brought to public attention in 1975 by the Church Committee of the U.S. Congress and President Gerald Ford's U.S. President Commission on CIA activities within the U.S. <coughs> within the U.S., also known as the Rockefeller Commission. But of course, they could only look so far. And why was that, Russ? Oh, I don't know. Maybe they destroyed all the evidence. Because CIA Director Richard Helms ordered all MK Ultra files be destroyed in 1973. And in 1977, the Freedom of Information Act request uncovered a slew of some 20,000 documents relating to MK Ultra, which would lead to Senate hearing later that year. Some surviving documents were declassified in July of 2001. In December of 2018, declassified documents included a letter to an unidentified doctor discussing work on six dogs made to run, turn, and stop via remote control and brain implants. Now, this is what I wanted to bring up, something that I heard years ago on the Unbelievable podcast when we were talking about a certain individual by the name of Joshua P. Warren. And do you want to you kind of tell the story here, Russ? Uh, sure. Um, I had heard Joshua P. Warren on Coast to Coast AM. I think that was the first time I ever heard of him. So, oh, man, it must have been a good, I don't know, almost a decade ago, maybe less than that, maybe seven or eight years ago. But uh, he uh, he was selling a book called The Poor Man's Paranormal, which is uh, actually sounds a lot like uh, what this new Zach Baggins book, uh, Ghost Hunting for Dummies. This might be, I think, I think P.P. Warren might be getting ripped off by Zach Baggins right now. But... He sent out this book and he promised he would send a DVD with uh, rare Russian experiments on mind control. And what the DVD was was just a bunch of decapitated dogs uh, hooked to uh, uh, pumps and, and hoses to make their mouth open. And yeah, so I had I had contacted the show about receiving that because that's a, just a messed up thing to receive, not expect it. You know, pop that thing in the in the disk drive back then. It was just a blank DVD also. He just burns this for people now. Well, do you think that this had anything to do with these experiments, these MK Ultra experiments? I mean, they were older videos, right? Yeah, yeah, they were definitely Russian uh, World War II era videos of the experiments. So, yeah, maybe it's the same thing. Maybe maybe that uh, that technology just kept going. They actually did figure it out because these dogs, it, it, it just looked like they were just pumping things into them to just make them move, but... You wouldn't think it actually worked, but I, of course, according to documents, it did. And they were going to, to do work on bulls. Yeah, I, I, I just find it odd that they first started out. I mean, it's not odd, I guess, because they experiment all the time on animals. But it just it doesn't name the doctor in this in this decommissioned document. It just talks about a doctor discussing work on six dogs, and it made me immediately think of that. As soon as I was researching this, I was like, "Oh, oh nobody I'm having Russ on yeah. the sh on the show, and he has he has videos of decapitated <laughs> dogs going rah rah." Yes, I, yeah, and no, I do, I no longer have it. Thank you know I, that thing got lost years ago, but it is on YouTube. I've heard still. I will not. Don't watch it. Don't look for it. But yes, <laughs> great connection. <laughs> 
I figured you'd like that. Yeah, yeah, that's the one thing <clears throat> that'll definitely follow me for a long time. I'm going, yeah, you're the guy who's talking about the dead dogs. Like, look, I don't want to be, uh, you know, that wasn't the only thing, but okay. I just thought the funniest part about that was when Brian goes, yeah, the dogs just go, yeah. Yeah, because that's what it looks like. Uh, they, they would just make their mouths just open really unnaturally looking. It, it is very upsetting. The origin of the project, according to research, the CIA project was a continuation uh, of work began in World War II. And this is research done by author Stephen Kinzer. Uh, he says that the work began in World War II era Japanese facilities and Nazi concentration camps. So here you go. Here's the tie to World War II. And subduing and controlling human minds, uh, Kinzer wrote that MK Ultra's use of mescaline, which if you've seen, uh, what's that movie where they do mescaline all the time? Fear and Loathing? Yeah, that's Fear what he's doing all the time. Yeah, I actually watched that again the other night. I watched it a few nights ago. That's, yeah, mescaline definitely so, played a big part like, in that. So, like, when the... They were doing these tests on these people. They were, you know, obviously prisoners of war and the Jewish people in the concentration camps. So they were unwitting subjects. They were, you know, didn't know what they were being exposed to. Uh, yeah, by the most evil people in the uh, in the world. But somehow we we think it's a great idea to keep this going and, and to take it further. Which and, and that's very the worst upsetting. part because Kinzer proposes that evidence of the continuation of Nazi agenda. Uh, citing the CIA's secret recruitment of Nazi torturers to continue their experiments on thousands of subjects, and they brought them to Fort Detrick in Maryland to instruct CIA officers on lethal use of sarin gas. And there's actual videos you can find of soldiers volunteering to take this sarin gas, and it shows the effects of what it had on them. And as you know, sarin gas is like put te- like biological warfare. I mean, it's it kills you. Yeah, they, it's so many weird ones. Like I think there was one where they had like seventy people just take L, or, or they got a group of people to take LSD for like seventy days straight or something ridiculous like that just to study them. Yeah, it, th- this whole thing always seems so drug fueled. Like too, like, as far as it's very drug focused, but it seems like the people that were running this had to be on something themselves or trying something on themselves because a lot of it is just really twisted. Well, but it, what's so messed up to me is, like you said, the most evil people on the planet, the ones that everyone now despises, they look back and they see the terrible atrocities that these people did, but they secretly bring them over here. And we see it in other aspects of it, where they brought Nazi scientists over to like study you know, nuclear fusion and all this other stuff. And here they are bringing these guys over who were the evil doctors who were experimenting on people, and now we want to use them so we can be you know, the first to develop a mind control drug. Now, people will say, you know, it was kind of like the space wars where we were racing against the Russians or whatever to get to the moon first. And they'll say, well, they did it to our troops when they were, the Koreans did it to our troops in Korea. So it's like revenge kind of thing. But I think it more or less has to do with whose dick's bigger. And I don't know if you agree with that, but that's, when I was reading all this stuff, that's what it seemed like to me is who could develop the, you know, the thing first to, to be the best. Yeah, and everybody wanted the edge. And uh, one of the interesting things was how much they wanted to get Fidel Castro with this technology, that they, all these drugs were kind of like, how, how what, can we figure out any way to sneak some kind of drug in there to influence him to do anything? Uh, he is mentioned quite a bit in, in like literature about this. Yeah, because he was part of the, you know, he was a communist, and the big thing was communism. And we we're, you know, approaching the Cold War, and they wanted to have all these 
influences on all these different leaders, and so they were trying to develop some kind of drug to do that. Yeah, the the drugs part, especially going with the '60s too. It just it's LSD. Well, the other ones, he's of course mescaline all the time, and uh, I don't know what barbiturates and drugs. things like that as well. So one of the main one of the main drugs that is associated with MK Ultra is obviously LSD, and you know I don't want to out myself here by saying it, but I may have done LSD in my my time, a time or two. Whoa. Yeah, I know that's hard to believe, but it does have that psychotropic effect on you. It makes you see things. It makes you think that it's never going to end, at least in my experience. I thought it was never going to end, and I was freaking out. But, you know, you're given this drug so often that it just, there's so many weird things. You become paranoid. And that's what I want to talk a little bit more when I get into the whole Wormwood uh, on Netflix. But they used LSD. That was one of the drugs they used. And they use it in such strange ways where you read that that sometimes they would use it against other agents to test things. And like, so so get this, you're an agent and you're working. And one day you wake up, you might just be secretly LSD'd. You're, you're some guy in the 50s. You're, never, you're a, the agent. You've never done anything like this. Imagine the weird trips that were going on with these guys back then. They just, I guess they had to test their own... Uh, their own susceptibility yeah, their to things. Own yeah, they had people that would just go like a guy would just rob a store, like because he got LSD by his boss that morning. And uh, it, there was one, yeah, one man who didn't find out for almost like uh, decades that he was uh, that he had done that because he had been drugged, and, and he spent some time in jail for it, I believe. Yeah, they used, I mean, all kinds of barbiturates, amphetamine. There's mescaline. There was heroin, morphine. Tamazepam. I mean, they used all these drugs, and the weird thing is, is that you find all these when they experimented on the people in like institutions, like mental institutions. That almost is like the perfect place to go. But they would use all them psychotropic drugs on them over and over and over, and you see that now. They use the same kind of drugs nowadays on these people, but they would constantly be giving it to them in a regiment that would blow their mind. I, I guess you could say. Yeah, and I guess, you know, I guess the whole pro point of it is also just like a breakdown of mind to build it back up, uh, creating these, you know, uh, what Manchurian candidates is one of the things that is uh, alleged to come out of this, right? Uh, people that are programmed to do certain things for the government, like uh, assassinations or uh, I'm not sure what else could be worse, but yeah, pretty much alluded to as assassins, right? Yeah, if, you, if you're confused at what you were talking about with Manchurian candidate, I always use the example in Zoolander when he goes to the the quote-unquote day spa and he's basically brainwashed into listening to the song. When he hears this song, this song becomes the trigger to kill the, what is it, the Malaysian prime minister? And he so he hears the song and then he goes, he's like all of a sudden this badass ninja who can like do all these moves and, you know, that's pretty much what they were trying to create, using that mind control but not letting it, out to be known yeah, or like a jason bourne thing isn't that also uh supposedly an mk yeah. ultra story jason bourne the less funny zoolander yeah that's like a, a super soldier i guess you could say yeah like uh what john storm right he's our real life mk ultra super soldier you can pick up your car flip it over yep. put that in right there or 11 
Yeah, that's true. That's the thing. It's it's such in a, a popular culture right now because of I think Stranger Things has a, a big influence on that. I see. I have a, I have a son who's just completely obsessed with Stranger Things right now. But yeah, he's asking quite. He 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 reads things and watches videos. He knows that MK Ultra was a real thing because he shows interest in it and it's out there. Yeah, and it's funny how all these things become popularized in our culture, and people just have think, oh, this cool show's out. It's about this, and it's like, ah, oh, well, if you dig a little deeper, you'll find out it's. It's a, it's based on a true story. Yeah, I mean, it's upsetting enough on the show the way it's used, but uh, hearing the real story is, you know, can be more upsetting with certain some things. All right. So some of the main names associated with MK Ultra, uh, we have Sidney Gottlieb. He ran it, but he be he it began under the order of CIA Director Alan Welsh Dulles on April thirteenth, nineteen fifty three. I should look back to see if that was on a Friday the thirteenth. That'd be kind of weird. Yeah, Alan Dulles, right? Uh, Dulles Airport, I believe, named after him. I could be wrong. Yep, uh, it could be, could be. Uh, the aim was to develop mind controlling drugs. We said to use against the Soviet bloc in response to alleged Soviet, Chinese, and North Korean use of mind control techniques on U.S. prisoners of war during the Korean War. The CIA wanted to use the techniques of similar methods on their own captives and wanted to manipulate foreign leaders, even devising several schemes to, to drug Fidel Castro, which you talked about. And, uh, of course, all these things were destroyed in 1973 before they started having all these hearings and commissions uh, exposing what these guys were actually doing. Yeah, that whole era of the CIA, I mean, when you think to uh, things like JFK... Uh you know, assassination and, you know, other, other leaders, Martin Luther King and stuff like that at the time, just all the weird influence and like kind of dark projects, which I assume are still going on, but it just seems to really have been, you know, uh, kind of out of control at that time, especially when you know about things like this. Yeah. You know, one of the cool things that I, one of the cool conspiracy theories I saw in the X-Files was how the smoking man was the actual, uh, guy who assassinated JFK. Do you remember that episode? Oh really? No, I actually I don't. No, that, yeah, that's he actually was the guy who assassinated JFK. Yeah, I, I didn't know that. <laughs> but it was. It was a weird time. It was like you said. It's all cloak and dagger stuff, and it just goes to show you that this is like I don't know, sixty years ago, and here we are. Like, do you not think this stuff is still going on? Do people are people naive enough to think that our government isn't still doing this kind of stuff with the technology we have nowadays? I mean, come on, it's got to still be going on. No, and and I th I think about it a lot when you realize that uh, that the older George Bush was the head of the CIA before uh, for you know and ever becoming you know vice president and then president and then you think back and go wait this dude was heading the CIA at the time where all this cr it just it lends all that you know credence to the yeah these people are, are kind of evil and if if all this is true then yeah the, there's a we've been manipulated really strangely by that organization for a long time and i time. can't i just every time that you see stuff on the news anymore you know you hear trump talk about it all the time fake news but i mean how much of it is really true what are we actually getting and i don't mean to get political but it's just it, it's just it gets to that point where it's like you just stop believing everything you hear anymore because you don't know what to believe. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm sure this and the CIA. I think has been proven. You know, had made their way into news organizations over the, the over the years too, and that you know they they're kind of a part, you know, hand in hand with uh with a lot of the large media outlets. Sure. 
and you you know you hear about them they destroyed all these all these files and stuff before they had these hearings which is you know classic government classic government move right there they put it in the same box with the alien stuff and uh all the bigfoot uh uh, meetings that they had at the time of the great you know bigfoot peace treaty signing that they did they had eliminated all that stuff (laughs) it's all in the same box it's in the indiana jones warehouse and they just they nuked it in one of those tests yeah, it's uh, it's probably you know was in the World Trade Center too, and that probably could be a reason why. But that, that that's another story. Yeah, I actually heard some. I don't know where I heard it, but uh, someone recently said that you know, oh yeah, all the what well, what happened? All these people would have talked about nine eleven, and they're like, well, all of those people they had like a little after party in that building seven, and that was a trick, and they killed. I was like, oh, all right, okay, that's a new little angle. You well, know, I heard rumors that there was uh, politicians who wanted to see the uh, the unclassified, you know, papers that they were going to release. And they said the public isn't. They read it all, and they said the the public is not ready for this report. So, and these are people after being questioned numerous times, and finally coming out and saying, "When you read this, it's gonna the the American public is going to be very upset." So, who knows? Yeah. What I talked about in the beginning of the the episode of Wormwood, and it's a Netflix series. And I have to say, in my opinion, Netflix is really killing it with some of their documentaries that they do. I've watched a lot of cool documentaries on Netflix, uh, especially anybody who's into crime stuff. There's a lot of cool crime documentaries that are on Netflix right now. But Wormwood, you know, this is what kind of got me looking into this MK Ultra stuff because. It base and I don't want to spoil it for anybody. I mean, it's it tells a story and it's a story that is weird and has all these different twists and turns. And the term cloak and dagger is is used a lot, but it 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 talks term. about it, it's based on the <laughs> life of Dr. Frank Olson, who unknowingly is one of these participants in MK Ultra. Now. Dr. Olson was, he was a, a chemist, I guess you could say, and he was working with the government to develop uh, different chemicals that could be used for biological warfare. Now, the theory goes is that he discovered what they were doing with what they planned on doing with what he was developing. And he got to the point where, you know, his conscious kicked in and he's like, I can't knowingly create something that's going to cause harm to people. So the story goes, you know, he goes to all these parties with all these big officials, one of them being Sidney Gottlieb. Uh, and the guy who plays Gottlieb in this is also, you ever seen the Ballad of Buster Scruggs, Russ? Uh, no, I have not. How about, how about Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? I'm sure you've seen that one. Yes, I have yeah. seen that, yes. Uh, Timothy Blake is the guy who plays Sidney Gottlieb. And this, so it's kind of weird, and he's got like this weird stutter that he does. It's 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 very good. I mean, the acting in it is very good. But they show this scene where they're all at this party, and they do that. They slip. Everybody gets slipped LSD, and it's a, <laughs> it's a test to see who can handle it. And uh, Frank Olson, they show him not being able to understand it. Like it shows him like tripping and doing all this weird stuff. He ends up in the middle of this lake. And he's like trying to swim and trying to figure out where he is. And then they make him feel like he failed the test. So he's all freaking out. And he's like, I have to retire. I have to quit. I have to, I have to retire because I can't handle this. I, I failed the experiment. And they basically take him to New York and 
tell him he's crazy, needs to see a psychologist. He falls out of a, a window, uh, a, a hotel window in New York City, and dies. And mm. it's labeled yeah. it's labeled a suicide. Were you going to say something? No, no, no. Uh, yeah, that. So yeah, of course, what they're giving him LSD constantly. You cannot rule that a suicide. That is uh this is absolutely just he's being manipulated and basically being a guinea pig for our, for the government. Yeah, so they they tell him like, "Hey, you're losing your mind. You got to start talking." But they take him to a doctor who's part of the CIA. So anything that he's telling them, they're reporting back because they're worried that maybe in the long run he's going to be a whistleblower and he's going to be like, "Listen, we're developing this chemical weapon and I they plan on using it on innocent people." So I think they're and the part of it is they're freaked out about this. So they Go ahead and show the scenario where he could have jumped out this window. But just the way it happened, they think there's no way. So it opens up with them releasing this stuff in 1973 where they're having all these hearings. And Eric Olson, Frank Olson's son, will not let this die. He's like, my father didn't kill himself. Like, And they start this whole process of basically determining that he didn't kill himself. He was murdered. He was thrown out this window. So when they developed this project, they obviously, you know, had hypothesis of what it was going to do. And they actually have a list uh, of this stuff. And I guess it was declassified. Uh, This was part of those hearings. But they have a list of all these things that it was supposed to, the experiments were supposed to do. Uh, So in 1955, MKUltra documents give an indication of the size and range of the effort. It refers to the study of an assortment of mind-altering substances described as follows. Substances will promote illogical thinking, impulsiveness to the point where the recipient would be discredited in public. Substances will increase the efficiency of mentation and perception. Materials which will cause the victim to age faster, slower in maturity. Materials which will promote the intoxicating effect of alcohol. Materials materials which... Well, the last two sound pretty good. Uh, something to keep you younger and something to you can just drink a single beer and take this thing and get Rick real drunk. <laughs> okay. It's not all bad, maybe. Materials which will produce the signs and symptoms of recognized diseases in a reversible way so they may be used for malingering and etc. Materials which will cause temporary permanent brain damage and loss of memory. Subs... Okay, that's Substances will enhance the ability of individuals to withstand privation, torture, coercion during interrogation, and so-called "quote unquote" brainwashing. That would be a that would be a cool one. Yeah, that's a cool. One. You pop that right before you get about to get interrogated, and you, then but then you're just surviving torture. You can't. <laughs> but sometimes it might just be easier <laughs> to say the thing. They'll stop. But if you really are into torture and you want it to last longer, they've got the uh, they've got the drug for you. Well, do you think maybe it's something that has to do with like if they give you some kind of true serum, you're able to withstand the true serum because you've had a tolerance to it or something? <laughs> yeah, it's like Indiana Jones. We have the uh, here's the antidote, Doctor Jones. <laughs> Materials and physical methods which will produce amnesia for events preceding and during their use. Physical methods of producing shock and confusion over extended periods of time and capable of serapetitious use. Substances will produce physical disablement such as paralysis of the legs, acute anemia, etc. Substances which will produce a chemical that can cause blisters. Why why would you want that? 
they just want to make you like unpresentable. Like she, she'll never go to the casino tonight if we give her this. <laughs> Substances which will alter personality structure in such a way the tendency of the recipient to become dependent upon another person is enhanced. A material which will cause mental confusion of such a type, the individual under its influence will find it difficult to maintain a fabrication under questioning. So Substance. that's basically your truth serum right there, right? Yeah, yeah, that's what it sounds like. I cannot tell a lie. Substances which will lower the ambition and general working efficiency of men when administered in undetectable amounts. So that means your boner, you won't get a boner? Is that what that, is that, what that one means? I mean, it just sounds like saltpeter, I guess, or uh-huh. I don't know. I mean, maybe, you know, maybe agents at the time, male or female, might have needed that. They have to neutralize a, uh, a touchy threat. Truth. Truth bombs. Substances which promote weakness or distortion of the eyesight or hearing faculties, preferably without permanent effects. A knockout pill which can be surreptitiously administered in drinks, food, cigarettes, as an aerosol, etc., which will be safe to use, provide a maximum of of amnesia and be suitable for use by agent types on an I don't under I don't know what that means by agent types on an ad HOC basis. Uh, do you know what that means? Uh, HOC. Uh, I know um, BC bases. The Bill Cosby bases definitely had these. Oh, <laughs> thank God he did not have the aerosol. Yeah, this is definitely one of the more upsetting ones. But we do hear about this more contemporary. Thank God he didn't get his hands on any of this. Yeah, thank God. BC thank God Ultra. he he thank yeah thank God he wasn't he wasn't uh, recruited. Yeah, he's putting it in that pudding. Mm. <laughs> That's wrong. A material which can be surreptitiously administered by the above routes, which in very small amounts will make it impossible for a person to perform physical activity. So a lot of them sound like they basically want you just to be completely like drunk. Well, a lot of them are, but some of them, you know, they seem to have a lot. If they did develop all of these, they, it's definitely some multi-use uh, drug pack they they have going here. If someone's having, if you had access to all this stuff, it's just a matter of of delivery. How how are they getting this to people? If this is supposed to be used by agents and you know, in 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 you know, spy almost CIA situations, yeah. What well, what is the actual delivery method for a lot of this? Well, I wonder. You know, I wonder if when they started this, if they actually had volunteers coming forward saying, yeah, I'll do whatever. I mean, we know that the soldiers, some of the soldiers did, but some of these agents themselves were just, you know, they had to have known that they're hanging out with their buddies on the weekend. They're all together and they all work on these projects. They had to know that they were (laughs) going to be getting slipped these drinks and all these different things. And when they started having all these bouts of losing time and amnesia, could, they couldn't, couldn't have not known that they were being experimented on. Oh, crap. What is it, honey? I think they gave me the blister drug again. Jeez, couldn't they just give me the, the no boner for a night or something? Just the blisters are gross. Yeah, well, I mean, they could have used that for, you know, well, yeah, they gave me that drug at work when he was out running around on his wife and he ended up with all these blisters, you know, and he's like, oh, no, it's just, <laughs> it's just the experiments, honey. The experiments are doing at work. They gave me the hickey pill. I'm sorry, honey. I don't know what this is. So I, you know, I highly recommend watching Wormwood. If you're really interested in a lot of this stuff, like, that's that's where I would start. I mean, that's what got it started for me. And it really, it, it, it opened up a whole can of worms. And you could look at this stuff and research it for days. 
And who knows, I mean, how much stuff is actually the truth out there. I mean, we know that this happened. It's documented that happened. It's been declassified that it happened. There's all of these videos on YouTube you can watch of these commissions of them talking about this, even showing, like, the secret weapons they would administer uh, to people. Like, there's this weird, like, dart-looking gun that they had that they could shoot from long ranges and, like, hit people, like, you know, like you see in the movies, like the detective movies and, like, James Bond kind of stuff. They did. They had those tools. They developed those tools. And there's videos that show them, the like, Congress asking, what is this used for? How do, how do you use this? It's nuts. It's insane. Well, that's really interesting. Yeah. And uh, I got to say, my way into this was uh, was a lot of ways through the Kathy O'Brien thing, which is very upsetting. I mean, she was she was part of the Project Monarch and, and a sex slave. But she kind of goes a, a little off the deep end, if you want to look into stuff like that. Because she, she claims that uh, George Bush appeared to her as a hologram of, like, a lizard alien. And she, she takes it maybe a little too far. A lot of hers is through under-hypnosis, so... A lot of the, her claims can be questioned, but definitely entertaining read uh, beyond the, of course, horrible abuse. And, you know, you could tie this in if you're really out there and you really, you know, want to tie all this stuff into one big bundle. You could say that some of these people who were abducted by aliens or saw all these things, and we heard a lot of them on the Unbelievable podcast where they talked about, you know, alien reptilians coming to me and raping me in my sleep or whatever. Could these people have been experimented on with LSD. I mean, you see some crazy stuff on LSD. Yeah, and if they you are, know? you know, don't want to be caught uh, experimenting on the public, you know, creating some kind of uh, fantastic facade that's unbelievable, like, uh, like you know, UFOs coming to your apartment that, uh, yeah, a perfect cover, or if they are like erasing or implanting memories. and, and it, But to what purpose? Is it just tests? It's, a lot of it doesn't seem... It's, it's not important things are getting done by doing this. No, but, I mean, it just... They look at it, they do tests, and they see, okay, this drug does this, or this does this to certain type of people. I mean, I'm sure there's been thousands and millions of people who have been experimented on. But one of the things it says, it's... It, one of the ways that they they do it it can discredit people so you know somebody figures out what they're doing well look look at them they're they're a drug addict or something like that you know they're they're a mental patient yeah so who knows yeah it's it's definitely terrible and you hope it doesn't still go on but there's a lot of history to this out there yeah and like i said three or four times now it's really scary to think that our government once, twice, maybe still is experimenting on its own people. You know, a, a government that's sworn to protect its own people, the people that elect them. There's all these secret factions that we don't know about, things we, we probably never know about. And, you know, we're not safe even from our own government. So, Russ, that's that's going to do it, I think, for MK Ultra for this episode of Serial Spirits, the podcast. I really do appreciate you coming on, taking the time, and... uh co-hosting with me i knew you oh, would like this, this subject that we we, of course. we talked about yeah and so. it's a more serious one this is something that uh yeah that i i always have a little trepidation going into just because it is it is deep a lot of it is really deeply upsetting i mean people experimented on uh forced into terrible situations even the people involved in the own program are you know good to terrible ends in their lives yeah just just awful, awful, but definitely great, great conspiracies uh, material. And there's and there's a lot of good documentaries out there on this. And even people who f were experimented on, 
given all these different types of drugs, I mean, it ruined their life. And they talk about it, and they can't get through the first five minutes of talking about it without realizing, like, my life is completely destroyed because of what these people did to me. And it was yeah, yeah, absolutely helpless. There's no, there's really nothing you can do if the government chooses to include you in this. Uh, your life is, if you know, if they want to, they can, you know, make this terrible for you. But you know, it's all for the greater good, they say. But I find that hard to believe. Yeah, same here. So, Russ, the Unbelievers podcast. What's coming up next for for the show? Uh, well, we're about to finish up our first season. It's almost been a year of doing a show where we're going to have you know episode it's 50. Crazy. And we, I know it is. Episode 50 coming out next week. Uh, our newest episode just came out. It is about uh, what I mentioned earlier, the Blackwell Ghost, yeah, a truly unbelievable ghost documentary. And I know there are a lot of, I know as, as a paranormal hunter yourself, uh, you would really not appreciate this. It's, it's a terrible, terrible documentary, uh, but it's a must-see. Oh, I can't wait. I have to I have to listen and then watch the documentary because I love I love that kind of stuff. You know me. Yeah. Oh yeah, and it's less than an hour, but it feels like 3. <laughs> those those are even better. But anybody who's never listened to the Unbelievers podcast, like you have to go, you listen to it and you you go back after you you hear an episode and you see these documentaries they're talking about, you watch them. You have more appreciation for it because you hear the commentary that is being made during the episode and you're just like, Oh yeah, now this is 10 times better because I listened to the unbelievers podcast before I watched it. So I've done that tons of times. Oh, well thanks a lot. Yeah. It's definitely like being able to just hang out and, uh, and dish hard on some really bad, bad paranormal content. So where can everybody find you if they want to get a hold of you and where can they find the unbelievers podcast? Oh, you know, anywhere you get podcasts, unbelievers podcast out there. Uh, I don't know. I'm on Twitter at Bizarro Russ. If you want to follow me and, uh, yeah, that's it. You can find the show anywhere podcasts are. All right. Well, that's going to do it for us here at the Serial Spirits Podcast. Before we go, I do have to plug uh, my friend Alex King from the uh, American Ghost Hunter Show. He created that new logo you've seen for us. Uh, he created quite a few. Uh, we are coming down to the end of the year, and we've just got a few episodes left. I think... Probably the beginning of December, the first week of December is going to be our last episode for a while. We're going to take a little hiatus. As you know, Annie is pregnant and we're getting ready to have a child. We're super excited and we got to take time and, you know, we, we, we got to be there with the baby. So we're going to take a little break. Don't worry. We'll, we'll be coming back and we will be doing research during that break because we have a case that we're going to cover that happened right here in Huntington, West Virginia, another cold case for you and uh we are in touch with some people who have some insight on this case and we're really looking forward to really digging deep into this one um so stick around like i said we got a couple more weeks of shows and we'll be taking a break but until then be aware and be safe we'll catch you next time good night once again, thank you for listening to Serial Spirits, the podcast. Check us out weekly on Paranormal Warehouse at ParanormalWarehouse.com, on iTunes at Serial Spirits, and on SoundCloud. Please rate and review the show. Follow us on all your social media apps. Facebook at www.facebook.com backslash Serial Spirits, on Twitter at Serial Spirits, and on Instagram. Until next time, be aware be safe.